my solid rock. Got you solid on a Monday. You're faithful on Tuesday. So consistent on a Wednesday. You're my solid rock. Omnipresent on Thursday. Still loving me on Friday. God, you show up on Saturday. And when Sunday comes, when Sunday comes, you're still everything to me. I find that I can still rest on you. I can hide. Yes, you are. You're my salvation. You're my solid rock. Hello and welcome to Middle Church. In our call to worship, the response is, Somos bendecidos. Bendecidos. We honor and acknowledge the Lenape people for the sacred land we stand on, this island called Matahata. Somos bendecidos. Thank you for all the indigenous communities strong after centuries of persecution family with deep bonds of love, wise, rich in cultures, lover of the land, living in our DNA, speaking with powerful voices that, that cannot be silenced. Somos bendecido. Thank you for the planet Earth, where we breathe the air with other creatures. Help us treasure this global family life. Somos bendecido. We are blessed in this place at this time, listening as one community, lifting our voices and spirits in the hour of worship. Somos bendecidos. Amen. Okay, my friends, if you would stand, we're getting ready to do a little win or the hills action. You want to find the music because there's a lot of words. It looks like a lot of words are happening because they are. the band is going to help us groove with it. Here we are, my friends. It says, when o'er the hills morning light is breaking, once more your glory is born, filled with the joy all the fields are waiting. different day now is dawning and yet with fear I am torn but you're the same God each morning as the day dawns I'm reborn and you're the same God each morning as the day dawns I'm reborn that was pretty good middle that was pretty good uh, if you can hear my voice would you go Of a 
middle. Amen. Thank you, Gospel Choir. I have the blanket spread, and Young and Young and Heart are invited to join me right up here. Hello, friends. We got room for all y'all up here. We have some We Care buddies, some elementary school kids. Welcome, welcome. It's a three-day weekend for you guys, I believe, right? No school tomorrow. Yeah, yay. We got a yay from Grandma. Thank you, Grandma Sarah. We have three-day weekend. Well, why do we have no school tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow's a holiday. Do you know why? Do you know which one they call it? It's a holiday. It's tomorrow. Do you know what it's called in the school calendar? Columbus Day. Yep, you got it. So if you were to go today, you could go on the computer, go on your phones, New York City Department of Education, it says Columbus Day is the holiday tomorrow. I want to invite you to have another name and another reason to celebrate tomorrow, Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. We are excited about that. Say it for me. Indigenous. It's a hard one. That's why I want you to get it. Indigenous. People's Day. All right. When we celebrate Indigenous People's Day, we celebrate the people who first called this land home. We recognize the suffering and the tragedies that First Nations people have endured, and we celebrate the ways that their stories, their history, and their realities today shape the larger story that is the United States. We get to not just celebrate someone who took land and who was not nice to the first people that were here. Yeah, I'm feeling you on the thumbs down on that one. We get to instead celebrate all of the different tribes and First Nations. There are more than 500 First Nations Native American groups in the United States. So my challenge to you is to get to know some of these histories and stories. You heard Edna recognize that the land we are on now first belonged to the Lenape people. But there are hundreds more you could learn about. And Gabriel is excited with this. We have a letter that you can sign. You can see already some young people signed it earlier today. This is to the New York City Department of Education and Chancellor Carranza. Did I get it right? Thank you. We're going to send this letter to him and say, hey, young people and families at Middle Church, we want Indigenous Peoples Day to be observed. Will you sign the letter with me? Okay. You can add your grade, your name. Stand with me and let's say a prayer. I'll make sure that's in the family zone in the social hall for you to get your signature on today, young friends and activists. Let's link up. Dear God, thank you for Indigenous people. Their history and their stories today. Help us celebrate them now. Amen. All right, let's sing some Sia Humba.
Good morning, Middle Collegiate Church. Welcome, my name is Chad. I'm one of the ministers here, and on behalf of our senior minister, Jackie Lewis, who is on vacation this week, we extend a warm welcome to you. We're so glad you're here with us this morning. How many of you are with us for the first time? A bunch of us, yay. Tell us where you're from. From Washington, D.C. From California. Baltimore. Arkansas, welcome. We're glad you're here. If you're with us online, we're glad you're here with us as well. Yes, others. Oh, we're waving. Tennessee. Our camera's right back there if you want to give our online viewers a big hello. Hello, we're glad you're with us. Did anybody, is this your first time here and you found us yesterday at the street fair? Anyone? No? How many of you were here at the street fair yesterday? Thank you so much. As you can see, it took a lot of volunteers and staff to make sure that happened. Thank you, it was a great event. We had bubbles, we had a bouncy house. It was a great way for Middle to bring its love out into the streets. So thank you to everyone who offered your music and your time and your talent to make it happen. It was amazing, thank you. Today we're extending a special welcome to our guest preacher. She is the senior minister at Fort Washington Collegiate Church. Please join me in welcoming Reverend Dr. Damaris Whitaker. And th thank you, Dr. Whitaker, as you help us as we continue to celebrate our month long of Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month. There are a lot of things going on in the life of our community today. Please join us after worship for community hour. We will be serving empanadas. Very delicious. Uh, if you'll notice in your worship bulletin on Wednesday the 16th, we have Just Arts Cafe. This is a new relationship that we're building with our partners at, the peace, at a peace studio. There'll be music, there'll be storytelling, there'll be scrumptious nibbles. Please join us for uh, a, a very special evening. And then also we want to remind you that next Sunday is our children's Sabbath. We'll be, yay, we'll be worshiping as we always do, both for both worships, and our preacher will be our very own Marta Samuelston. <laughs> Dear friends, in case you haven't heard, that that will be Marta's last Sunday with us before she flies off to Guyana for her wedding. <laughs> so please join us as we send off Marta with a big middle love, thanking her for her years of ministry here. Dear friends, we're so glad you're here with us. Please read your worship bulletin. Check us out online at middlechurch.org. There's so much going on here, and we want you to be a part of this amazing family we call home. Welcome, we're glad you're here. take whatever position um, helps you communicate the best. Uh, we're going to be singing a song called Solo Le Pido a Dios. I only ask this of God. Uh, in the midst of all the things that are happening in the world, sometimes we become indifferent to things because it's just too much. There's just too much that hits us and so we shut down and then when we shut down, we pull out. And this song says, please don't let me be indifferent to the pain. To the injustice, to the wars, to the deceit, to the future where it seems hopeless, 
ground me in those things that I may be stronger. our prayers. God is praying with us. So let's stand now and continue praying with God. And as you are comfortable, grab the hand or the shoulder of someone next to you. And let's say together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. An inclusive version is printed in your worship bulletin, but pray it in the way and in the language that is most comfortable to you. Let's pray together now. Ever loving and holy God. We hear God when we sing, and we see God when we look and greet one another. Let's see God now as we pass the peace. May the peace of God be with you. Also with you. 
Good morning, Middle Church. You know, that, that little aisle there is dangerous. I was there. You have to pass by with a dance move. If you don't have it, you can't go through it. <laughs> it is so wonderful to be here with you. I want to uh, invite us to consider the scripture lesson this morning from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 1, 4, and then verses 4 to 7. And this uh, version is from the message. This is the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to what was left of the elders among the exiles, to the priests and prophets and all the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken to Babylon from Jerusalem, including the king, the queen, the queen mother, the government leaders, and all the skilled laborers and craftsmen. This is the message from God of the angel armies, Israel's God, to all the exiles I've taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and make yourselves at home. Put in gardens and eat what grows in that country. Marry and have children. Encourage your children to marry and have children so that they'll thrive in that country and not waste away. Make yourselves at home there and work for the country's welfare. Pray for the city's well-being. If it goes well for the city, it will also go well for you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Loving God, we come from so many directions. Be with us this morning. And may the meditation of all of our hearts and the words of my mouth be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Before I start preaching, I want to acknowledge that Dr. Beverly Shears, the chair of our consistory at Fort Washington Collegiate Church, and her wife, Dr. Karen Dorsey Shears, are here today. <laughs> and they are, I feel so um, blessed and spoiled to have them in my life because they take good care of me. They give me a ride to middle, they wait for me, and it, it's just so, I'm so blessed to have such wonderful leaders in our congregation. And so this morning, I bring you greetings from Fort Washington Collegiate Church, your sister church in Washington Heights. I am grateful for the invitation of my colleague and friend, Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, with whom I now share a new position at the Collegiate Church. We are now president and vice president of the Collegiate Church of New York, the oldest corporation in America. And so since you are one of the five ministries in this church, I want to put you on notice. It is a new day in the Collegiate Churches of New York. Not everybody knows it, but I'm just gonna let you know, it's a new day in the Collegiate Church of New York. Hold on. And on this Latinx Hispanic Heritage Month celebration here at Middle, I want to affirm the contributions of the Latinx community in the United States, un pueblo, that have arrived in this country not to be a charity, but will to continue to build this country and to contribute to this nation. And this morning, I want to talk a little bit about economic dislocation. In the scripture lesson this morning, the prophet Jeremiah is speaking to a people who have been in exile. And it is interesting to note that 
The people of Jerusalem was placed, were, was placed in exile in Babylon in waves. The first group, Jeremiah tells us, included not only the king, but the leaders of society, including priests and prophets, the skilled workers, and all those who were sorely needed at home and had different and particular professions. In other words, those who could be of use to the empire. And historians tell us that he, 10 years later, in, in, in the year 587, Babylon would return to devastate Jerusalem and carry off even more of the population. And then a third group would be taken in 581. And then all the people would be, what was left was not enough to have, to inhabit their place. Y ese pueblo, to a, to a people in exile, Jeremiah encourages to make a home away from home, to create a new normal far away from what they know. And from a certain position, from a certain vantage point, this may look, some of the conditions and elements look favorable. Scholarship tells us that they were, they were allowed to keep their families, their communities, their public gatherings, and their worship services. Although, they were not allowed to erect a temple. They did not have a temple. Therefore, they had to be creative and flexible in their religious practices. But could they really be allowed to be the same? as many, many suggest. When one is forced to leave home, regardless of the reason, there are deep consequences. There are deep elements that disrupt a people when that happens. And consequences that often cannot be captured unless you have gone through it. It is Bishop Oscar Romero that said that there are things that can only be seen through the eyes that have cried. And lately, it seems, at least to me, that the Latinx community in this country is associated with immigration status, immigration, problems, as if the Latinx people were the only ones migrating to the U.S. seeking asylum. And as it relates to Puerto Rico, I want to make sure that you know, and that America knows, because there are so many watching this, that Puerto Ricans are citizens of the United States, but that doesn't negate the migration, that doesn't negate that the migration to the mainland is difficult that it has displacement issues, that we suffer from economic dislocation as well. And that is all real. Prior to Hurricane Maria, around 300,000 Puerto Ricans had left the island to come to the mainland in a time span of about seven to 10 years. And this migration was composed of doctors and lawyers and teachers and engineers and other professionals. And the economy had collapsed with a debt that was benefited, that benefited immensely and unapologetically Wall Street. And Puerto Ricans found themselves in this migration space and calls for an independent audit have fallen in depth years. And after Hurricane Maria, around 200 Puerto, Rico, 200 Puerto Ricans approximately have left the island. And just a month ago, we commemorated two years after the hurricane. And to us, in the diaspora, that day feels like 100 lashes from the master on our backs. To Puerto Ricans on the island, 
even worse. It is a reminder that a tragedy happened to our people. And because we are under the rule of an empire, their lives were expendable. Approximately 4,465 lives perished and were not counted. And in this country, there are so many memorials we can go and visit. We can go and run our fingers through the names of those that have perished after terrorist attacks and after tragedies and after wars. But the Puerto Rican people cannot run their fingers through the names of those that died after Hurricane Maria because their names were not recorded. And so, we, I feel, que nadie nos llora, that nobody cries for us. And so this year, in the void of that pain, Jorge Fontanes and, and myself, Jorge from Middle, and I walked into Senator Bruca's office, presidential candidate, and met with his staff and asked them to give us, to produce, to show us their policy for Puerto Rico. We were part of a national action where Puerto Ricans went to each of the offices of our presidential candidates. And just before I walked into the sanctuary, somebody said, hey, so what happened? You know, did Senator Booker give you his policy? And I said, he didn't have one. And some do not still have one. Just before a month, just a month before the 20th of September, or two months before, the people of Puerto Rico had taken their destiny in their own hands. And I was in Puerto Rico when the FBI arrested six officials from then-Governor Ricardo Rosselló's government on corruption charges. It was the beginning of a storm. The arrests were followed by the leak of uh, 889-page chat which shook the island to its core. And for 12 days, 12 días, roughly 1 million people, about 30% of the population, took to the streets to demand Rosselló's resignation. A third of the population proclaimed, somos más y no tenemos miedo. We are more and we are not afraid. This cry of Somos Mas was more than a protest against Rosselló and his party. It was the convergence of un pueblo, the convergence of a people who stood against injustice, united by the conviction that there was inherent value in their lives, even if no one thought there was. This transcendent political, this transcendent political party Religion, economic background, education, sexual orientation, and gender expression, it brought together the children of God under the banner of Somos Mas, a new movement was born, one that sought to bring the world to the world a new Puerto Rico. Dr. King reminds us that oppressed people cannot remain oppressed forever. The yearning for freedom eventually manifests itself. Somos Mas was a call for liberation that acknowledges the power of the oppressed and puts the oppressor on notice. And I just want to say that I was watching this here in New York. Four nights I didn't sleep. Four nights there were people try, trying to just capture and gain the resignation of Rosselló. But they had been on the street for 12 days, from morning to night. And here in the United States, our ethics of protest are different, right? We, we protest from 9 to 12, we go to brunch. We reconvene again the next day. We do it from 12 to 4. We go to dinner. <laughs> but to be 
in the struggle for 12 days, 12 nights, 1 million people on the street, young people, old people, all kinds of people. That was a disruption to what we understand as protest. It was a powerful call for liberation. One that was not led by the regular suspects. And also, it didn't negate the evil that existed within. The people of Puerto Rico forced the resignation of the governor they elected because they would no longer put up with corruption and oppression. And then they put the oppressor on notice and the church because they did not acknowledge the religious right and they took the microphone and led a protest with the Puerto Rican flag and the rainbow flag all the way to the Fortaleza. <laughs> Dismantling the systems of hate and disenfranchisement. They did not submit to the narrative of, we are just part of the best country in the world. They said, our government is not working, therefore it needs to be changed. And so many people, you know, when you are in New York and you are comfortable and you're looking at Puerto Rico and you're saying, I just thought that the Puerto Rican people needed to go to the process of just taking the, government, the governor out. And the people of Puerto Rico were like, listen, y'all, let me break it down to you. You're not here, right? Because we get so comfortable. And we're saying, you know, the people of Puerto Rico said, you know, the process is not working for us. Therefore, the people demand. And I want to say to you this morning, what about us? Can we change our ethics of protest? Can we take our future in our hands? Can we, can we look at what's happening to us and be so appalled and indignant that we do not allow it to happen any longer? Can we say we have elected a government that has failed us and therefore the government needs to be changed because we the people say somos más y no tenemos miedo. We are more and we are not afraid. And that means we are more than a corrupt government. We are more than a collapsed economy. We are more than an immigration status. We are more than being defined in the little boxes of being straight or gay or Latino or Latinx or non-conforming. No, 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 we are more. We are God's children saying we need a just government that can lead us with moral authority. Somos más. We care about the poor. We care about the homeless. Do we care about Wall Street more than the poor and the homeless? And if that is so, we, have need, we need a reset in this country. <laughs> We're going to do protests that is not followed with brunch, <laughs> but it's followed by strategy. You can eat in between, but don't stay in the restaurant. Go back out. <laughs> The people of Puerto Rico believed that they were more. And they looked at their government and said, we are more in numbers, we are more in character, we are more in values, we matter more, therefore, we are not afraid. And the question for us this morning, church, is what about us? Where are we? Do, how can we believe in our hearts and in our spirits and in our body that we are more? And in that belief, can we say, we are not afraid. Change is going to come. Amen.
Thank you, Erwin. Good day, middle. <laughs> My name is Bianca, and I sing in the gospel choir here at middle. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm a third-generation Mexican-American born in Houston, Texas. Um, my family, the Estradas, were merchants in La Barca, Jalisco, Mexico. After the Mexican Revolution, my great-grandparents, Guadalupe and Porfiria, were threatened that if they didn't pay a tax to the men gaining control of their town, that they would be shot. They refused to pay. Instead, they left that night for the U.S. border with their four children in tow, including baby Margaret, who was only five months old. They boarded a train to Guadalajara and arrived on March 23, 1924, to El Paso, Texas. The fee for citizenship for a child in 1924? Five cents. A nickel. So, this summer, I was honored to represent Middle at the border in El Paso. I joined Reverend Rob Stevens and the Repairers of the Breach in partnership with the Border Network in an action to challenge the human rights violations that we're seeing at these detention centers. We sang our prayers out loud, we hydrated and sweat, <laughs> and we marched in one big unified interfaith community. And as we approached the fence of the detention center, I remembered five-month-old baby Margaret, my grandmother, and I thought of my baby boy, Benicio, and I felt the pain of all the mothers without their babies inside of those walls. We baptize Benicio here at Middle. It's clear that I love this place. <laughs> um, and I just, I feel at home here. And at homecoming this year, Jackie asked how can we be home to each other? When I was in El Paso, they asked if I knew Spanish and if I could serve as a translator. So my confession to you, Middle, is that my Spanish is not so good. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> so I unfortunately had to say no. I didn't feel comfortable doing that, but I'm learning, and we are learning that a small, personalized action can be really impactful. So in that sort of mood, since Leadership Lab, I've been in discussion with Carlos Pinero, with Reverend Jackie, with Edna, with John, with a lot of Spanish-speaking folks in this community, and we are putting together a Spanish-speaking group to learn Spanish together here at Middle. So those who want to learn or those that are fluent can get together to alchemize, to reflect, and to celebrate the beauty of this culture and this community. Um, I just learned in El Paso that our own opportunities for growth can be a bridge for change. So this is my small personalized action. What is yours? <laughs> Join the movement, see Amanda and Chad after service, and be the change. Let's sing our prayers to give thanks to God. Amen.
glory. I will give the glory, God Almighty. Ever-loving and holy God, we are more for your call on our lives to continually be more. We give you thanks. God, for the times when we feel like we can't be more because of what life is throwing at us, we know that someone else will step in and be more for us because that's what community is about. For the gifts in these baskets before us that also represent your bounty, and the community, for those that gave more and for those that couldn't give, but what this represents together, we give you thanks. 
And we ask now that you use these gifts so that we can be more about your love and peace and justice in a world that desperately needs those things. Amen. Amen. And my friends, if you will stay standing as we get ready to close worship with Over My Head. church a one foot him. Can you do it if you can? Come on. That's my gift from FWCC up in the Heights. Let us go forth. Knowing, believing, que somos más. We are more than corrupt governments. We are more than collapsed economies. We are more than the construct of race. We are more than racism and homophobia. We are God's children. And so we leave this place with the light of God in our hearts and the commitment to share that light. Let us go in peace. Salgamos en paz. Amen. Amen.